Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Well, the Reserve Bank has increased the official cash rate by 25 basis points to 0.35%. Yesterday's board meeting was probably the most anticipated in years after a sharp spike in inflation and central banks all around the world moving to raise rates. It's the first increase in Australia since November 2010. So where to from here? Cheryl Murphy is the EY Oceania Chief Economist. Cheryl, welcome back to Fear and Greed in a new guise. Oh, thank you very much, Sean. It's a pleasure to be here. How's a new job at EY? It's so fantastic. I spend all my time talking to clients and getting to know what's really going on in Australia's business community. So I, I that's that's where I like to be and I'm loving it. Fantastic. Now, were you surprised by the 25 basis point rise yesterday? Actually, no, that was my expectation. And well done. Yes, so I thought that the Reserve Bank absolutely had to do something. It couldn't have a cash rate at 0.1% and an inflation rate at 5.1%. So it's just completely inconsistent. And actually, I think the Reserve Bank risked its own credibility if it didn't do something. So then it became a question of, was it going to be the 0.15 to get us to that 0.25, I guess, increment or were they going to go more or do they just stick to the 25 basis points? And I just sort of felt that the signalling that went with 25 basis points was was probably about right as to what the next step should be. Okay, so let's talk about the next step and then later on I'll get to the point about the Reserve Bank's credibility. But it, it, it had no, I mean, you're saying it had no option back to act really. It made it pretty clear that there are more rate rises in the next few months. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. There was absolutely no question about that in the statement. And we, of course, knew that anyway. The Reserve Bank would not have really got the bang for its buck that it needed out of a 0.25% move and then nothing else and no further signalling about what was coming. It really needed to say this is the start of what will be a series of rate hikes. So I think that was, was quite necessary again. And again, the markets had been pricing that anyway. So how many rate rises will we get? I don't know, Sean. And I the yes. reason I say that is twofold. One, I don't work for a bank anymore, so I don't have to predict the terminal yeah. cash rate. But yeah. two, quite genuinely, we don't know what will happen with the economy over the coming 12 to 18 months. So the Reserve Bank has the luxury of waiting to see what happens with the data. Um, It will watch closely what happens with wages and consumer confidence, consumer spending, internationally what happens with the prices of our commodities, all the various elements that will, which go together to make up the ultimate inflation rate because that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to bring inflation back down and get it to that 2 to 3% band ideally. That will evolve slowly. The RBA is not in a hurry to get to the end point and it will watch the data as it comes through. So Philip Lowe, the governor, in his press conference afterwards sort of hinted that 2.5% was neutral. Then he didn't actually say why he talked about the the mid-range of the inflation target band, that level of interest rates. I mean, that's a long way, even at 0.35, to get to 2.5%, it's a long way. Does that happen quickly? Does it take a few years? What's the trajectory most likely like? Well, it certainly takes months. I wouldn't say necessarily years. We'd be probably well into 2023 before we saw the rate, the cash rate target, I should say, get up that high. 
But again, it does depend on how the economy responds to the first rate hike and what happens internationally, so to speak. So I would think that the RBA will take it in 25 basis point moves. Of course, if, if something dramatic happened, that would change. But it will sort of step it up. And, and again, just watching and watching. It doesn't want to stifle the economy. It doesn't want to choke off growth. But what it does want to do is give um, a very clear indication that it's not going to let inflation run away. So it'll be looking for the balance. Stay with me, Sherelle. We'll be back in a minute. I'm speaking to Sherelle Murphy, EY Oceania Chief Economist. Okay, now six months ago, the bank told the Reserve Bank told us that rates would most likely rise for the first time in 2024. Mm. What's happened between six months ago and now, such that rates are up 20 months before they were saying? Oh, you know, a war in Ukraine, lockdowns in China, a flood, <laughs> take your pick. I mean, when you think about what's happened over the um, the last six months to the Australian and the global economy, um, it's quite incredible. And again, that's why I emphasise the point that the RBA has not made up its mind about how far it's going to go because it doesn't know what will happen. The pandemic was noted by Dr Lowe that the pandemic was not as bad as they had perhaps expected and therefore the economic impact was not as bad and you know we got that under control a bit quicker so that's one of the reasons but i also suspect that back when he made the call that rates wouldn't increase for an, for a few years he was sending a really strong signal which was to say we will support the australian economy to get through this we will do what it takes and if that means that i need to be very explicit and give you confidence that interest rates won't rise, then that's what I'll do. And that in itself actually helps the economy to recover. His words are incredibly powerful. He would have known that at the time, and I think that should be thrown into the mix. Yeah, Reserve Bank diplomacy, it's about jawboning where they want the economy to get to. Absolutely. And, um, you know, sometimes, and they've said this in the past, that the announcement of what we intend to do is actually more powerful than the act itself. Because markets move, obviously, the second they get the information, and the information sometimes comes from his words rather than actions. So in the case of yesterday's announcement and then his press conference afterwards, the bank was quite strident about rates are rising and there'll be more rate rises. So in a sense, that could actually be having the effect now, well ahead of the actual rates rising. Exactly. Just as it was on the way down, it is on the way up. Yeah. So he's saying, look, rates are rising. You should prepare for it. You should act as if rates are rising, whether you're a household or a business. You need to factor this into your thinking as to how you, what, what the economic environment is going to be like over the next few months. That is very powerful. And businesses and households will make decisions accordingly. Okay. So at the end of the day, we still have very low interest rates and the bank can get back to a neutral rate of 2.5%. And we still have relatively low interest rates, you know, if you think over the past couple of decades. How do you think households will act? How do you think house prices will react? How do you think businesses will react? So I think households will respond by, there'll probably be a bit of a dent to confidence. You know, now we've got the first one locked in. It may be fairly short-lived, but I think there will be combined with the inflation numbers, which were fairly ugly, as we know, a bit of a, a pullback. 
However, I don't think it will be severe because we know that the household sector is sitting on some cash, cash which it's largely saved over the last two years because it was harder to spend it. The government was putting more of it in our pockets. And I think there was a general sort of feeling of caution through COVID. So once I think households settle into a bit of a pattern and realise that, you know, these, these interest rate rises are actually not particularly dramatic for me, you know, they'll get back to something a bit more normal. Mm. At the same time, of course, households have been prepaying their mortgages en masse and it would take rates going up to another 2% for 40% of the variable rate mortgage holders to feel any change in their or have to make any change in their mortgage repayments, which is quite a lot. So they don't need to really change the behaviour at all. In terms of businesses, again, the business uh, sector has fairly strong balance sheets at the moment. They have not been investing and spending a lot of money over recent years, as we know, and that too will, to some extent, buffer them from any rate hikes. But it's always at the margin that these changes matter. It's the marginal change in behaviour that can actually slow the economy. And that's exactly what we wanted to do. We don't want it to have a big crashing impact on the economy. It's got to be subtle. And that's the way uh, the Reserve Bank will be planning it. Okay. The big one though, Sherelle, house prices. House prices are obviously pretty high right now. (laughs) And (laughs) there is therefore, I guess, the potential for them to adjust because they are so high. I would also say though, when we look back on the most recent rate hiking cycles, it was only really in 1994 that we saw house prices react straight away to an increase in interest rates. So it's not a sure thing that we see a dramatic reaction. I do expect there will be some pockets though that will react more severely than others. That seems pretty realistic. And of course, the transmission of monetary policy through the economy is designed to impact asset prices. And therefore, if there was no reaction on asset prices and house prices, then monetary policy really wouldn't be doing its job and you'd see more hikes. I did like the fact that uh, Philip Lowe yesterday said that the election had absolutely no bearing on his decision. And it seems like people were getting very excited about a rate rise in an election campaign, but I dare say he wouldn't be doing his job if he just didn't do what he thought he should do, one way or another, whether there's an election campaign or not. Absolutely. And I just think there's way too much made about this. The Reserve Bank has shown before, back in 2007, that it will raise rates in an election campaign if it thinks that is the right thing to do. Glenn Stevens was asked to explain that rate hike back in 2007. And afterwards, he said, I would have been doing a disservice to the Australian people if I didn't change the cash rate as we thought was necessary. It's no different now. I don't think it matters who forms government to the Reserve Bank. It's not their mandate to worry about that. Their mandate is to keep inflation between 2 to 3% over the cycle and do what's right for the, the economic good of the Australian people. It will do what it needs to do. And we now have two very strong proof points there to, to make that point. Sherelle, thank you for talking to Fear and Green. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was Sherelle Murphy, EY Oceania Chief Economist. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's most popular business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day. Listener.